This is episode 88 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. As refreshing as that first sip of coffee in the morning, this is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Happy wife, happy life. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that one. Okay. (laughs) That's the only wife among us. That's right. Uh, Tim, you have a new take on this? Well, look. I, I, isn't it about time we kind of equal the playing field out here? Mm-hmm. Call it You're hap- probably right. Happy okay. spouse, happy house. Love oh, it. I, like that. I can't believe that that's original to us. Like somebody else has to have come mm-hmm. up with that, but I don't recall hearing it before. Happy spouse, happy house. That's good. All right. So how do you do that? Shall I start out? Shall. Uh, well, you probably have like a ha- very happy spouse. I would imagine with your jokes, it's probably hilarity at every corner. Well, <laughs> well that's one person's opinion. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it's not Audrey's opinion. Uh, well, not all the time, but, but anyway, yeah. And it's interesting. I always go back to and this is just for me. Maybe it's the same for you. I mean, it is scriptural, but I go back to everything in my life uh, that if I'm feeling out of sorts, if I'm feeling angry, if I'm feeling upset, if I'm feeling whatever that's that's not good, it's not of God, I sit back for a second and go, oh, I think the reason I'm not feeling right is that I'm putting myself first. I'm not putting God and others first. So I get that all out of whack. And God tells us to do that. We're supposed to, you know, love God, love others, right? And so certainly in your house, uh, loving God, and in my case, loving my wife, would be one and two um, in my priority list. When I get that messed up, uh, and since we're talking about spouse, uh, that's what happens. There's been part of our 34-year-plus marriage where I have put myself first, and it got totally out of whack. And then when it gets back even again, it, it goes back to, I remember when we first got married, we heard a saying that we still hold on to, but I I didn't do that for a while, is like, hey, let's have a game. Let's try to outdo each other in love. Mm. I, I love that phrase, just outdoing each other. Let's see if but, you know, sometimes the competition's not good, but that's a good competition in my mind. It's like, okay, I can do something to make you happy, make you happy, make you happy, and that's that's the main thing. And so that was the, the way for a while, then I lost track of that, but then I got back on that track. So uh, to me, it's just like knowing, like the Word of God. How do you know God better? Well, you spend time in the Word of God, and you get to know God's characteristics. Well, how do you... how do you get to know your spouse better? Well, you spend time with them, you talk to them, you ask questions, you listen and you find out what what they like and what's good for them and i think the the most fun thing is when you when you do something nice for your spouse and they haven't asked you to do it mm. because you know them so well you know that that's something they enjoy or they appreciate or whatever so yeah. uh and, and so i've been able to to do that now for years after messing it up in the middle but now it's like okay i want to do this and, you know you don't always get it perfect obviously but um you know the if i if i do feel out of whack i know how to get back on it. it's like okay i'm messing up i'm putting myself first and that's that's the whole thing keep outdoing trying to do outdo each other in love so is that phrase steve mm-hmm. outdo one another in love is that behind what i've heard you and audrey do with love you Love you more. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people do that. It's like, yeah, yeah, love you, love you more, and that's a thing. But yeah, so I like it, that. it's always a pre- priorities, and uh, and when it comes to the marriage, 
yeah, if it's if it's something's going wacky, it's because I've put myself first. There is so much truth in that. I remember doing a study of the Gary Thomas book, Sacred Marriage, a while back. And one of the first things that hit me like a truth bomb was, what if marriage is not intended to make us happy, but it's intended to make us holy? Mm. And in that regard, it makes you realize that the relationship between a husband and a wife is probably going to be the most trying of your life, you know, because we don't get refined without some discomfort. And if you talk about the refinement of gold, when it gets processed through the fire over and over and over, it becomes more pure. If you look at a a gem that has to be tumbled against something that chips off all the rough edges before it becomes this smooth, precious thing, you realize that it's never going to be a comfortable thing. No one has a perfect marriage. And maybe you need to hear that one more time. No one has Mm -hmm. a perfect marriage. We have a tendency in this country to turn marriage into an idol. You know, that like a happy marriage is like the thing. We see people put their highlight reels on Facebook and, you know, we begin to to have envy, to have jealousy, to go, you know, what's what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my marriage? What's and it and it looks so much worse in the light of comparing it to everything else that's out there. Um, because no one is having a perfect marriage. Right. And if they're telling you they are, they're lying. I love what Francis Chan says. If we make happiness our mission, we will be unhappy. Wow. Okay. What we're looking for is contentment. And that kind of fulfillment comes from loving and serving Jesus. That means dying to self. It has to be thy will, Lord, not my will. So a great marriage is made up of self-denial, sacrifice, and putting others before ourselves. And that's not really the thing that you see people post about on the internet. <laughs> no, yeah. it's mm. like, look how I died to self today. You right. know, it just doesn't make a good uh, Facebook status. But I did find this. How do we encourage each other toward holiness? And I suppose this would work in any relationship, but it's specifically about marriage. Serving one another, confessing to one another, forgiving one another. This is another important thing, coming together in theology that you commit to living out. Commitment means being a part of a community of believers. If you're not at church regularly, how can you expect to have a marriage that honors God? And then nothing unifies like a shared mission. Find something that's faith-based that you're both passionate about and do it together. You know, this idea of Happy spouse, happy house. Wow. Uh, how about refined spouse? <laughs> what about humbled spouse? What about confessing spouse? What about forgiven spouse? Boy, those are the keys to contentment. And I think that's probably the closest we get to happiness in the Christian walk. Mm, yeah. The whole idea, too, of you mentioned the word sacrifice, Therese, and dying to self. And Right now, I'm thinking about everything in my life in terms of this season my wife and I are going through, which is our second pregnancy. Um, Little baby coming pretty soon. And I'm thinking about the sacrifice, her sacrifice, because pregnancy on behalf of mama, it costs her 
everything, every moment of every day and every moment of every sleep and every calorie of every meal. There's sacrifice when mom is growing the next member of your family within her body. It just blows my mind, the miracle of life God has created. But it all happens because she's giving of herself to this life that is going to be the next member of your family. So what's dad do? What's in this, in the Christian case, what's husband do? Well, he has a choice. Mom doesn't have a choice. It's what her body is going to do by nature, that sacrifice she's making. And God bless her for that amazing miracle. Where does husband come in in this picture? Uh, and again, forgive me for how me-tailored this is right now, but you'll see where it's going in that it's a choice to then choose to give up what you have for the benefit of your family. Like, okay, I can choose to kind of just be on the sidelines over here right now and say, hey, sorry that you can't really enjoy this meal right now because your pregnancy is making this food taste gross for you, but uh, I'm just going to do my own thing and hope you have a good time with the rest of that. No, like dad's got to give up stuff. Dad's got to give and get in the trenches with mom and help out in every way possible because she's already sacrificing so much. And that's the perspective for every day, not just when one spouse is carrying the next member of the family. That's not just for one season. I should be thinking about that all the time. What can I do to get in the trenches with you? What can I do to honor the sacrifices you're making for our family? I'll make sacrifices too. And together we're going to make this whole thing work. Sacrifice, not just for the married part of the Christian life. Sacrifice is the whole reason there is a Christian life. Because we have somebody who sacrificed for us. Wow. And if we don't bring it back to the table we're not going to be growing in any area of our Christian life. We've all talked about shifting focus, you know, away from yourself and on to God. And, and Therese, you touched on it and, and hit it pretty well. But when you look at like, what, okay, what's the whole purpose of marriage? And the whole purpose of marriage, just like anything else, is to give glory to God. God has put together two imperfect people <laughs> and showing through his love and his direction how you can come together and glorify him. So it always goes back to glorifying God. And uh, whether it's through your own personal life, if you're single uh, or if you are married, your marriage put together, like there's these two messed up people Mm -hmm. that God puts together and makes something beautiful out of it. And the glory always goes back to God. They're morning people because they love mornings and people. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese and Tim on Family Life. Maybe we, the three of us, are odd. I don't know. Maybe we're odd. (laughs) Maybe being the strong word there. (laughs) Maybe always. There you go. In this case. (laughs) I I like Teresa's. Yeah, that's better. Uh, But I don't think any of us have a problem talking with strangers. Like a a lot of people don't. I love talking to strangers. Like my favorite thing. No problem with that. No, but here's here's maybe why I might not do it so much. Because I think, well, maybe I think that. Maybe I'm odd. Maybe you don't want to talk to me if I'm a stranger to you. And so I might not start the conversation with the stranger. So that's how it goes when I'm out at the store. But when... You and uh, and your uh, and another dad is there at the store, and your toddlers start playing together. Ah. This ah, happened yeah. recently. It's like, well, well, we're talking now, whether you think it's strange or not, because the kids don't think it's weird. But that's maybe that's the thing that's different between us adults and kids. Like hmm. kids don't need to find a reason to connect with somebody else. Right. You're there. I'm here. Let's Let, talk together. Yeah, Let me right. tell you about yeah. tractors. Have you seen my stuffed bear? And mm. it's like on and on it goes. Sure. Whatever it is. Kids don't need a reason. It's just, hey, 
we're here and that's enough and and i don't hmm. i don't know that that's like what jesus means by being childlike but i've got to think that there's something in it for us to be maybe a little bit more like children to say hey we're both here isn't that good enough reason to connect? We don't have to know each other already. I'm going to start bringing my stuffed bear to the grocery store. <laughs> Wait till you see the tractor. <laughs> Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Thank you, truckers, for what you do. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. what you do. Mm. Now, you know how I love uh, spill stories, especially oh. when, when no one gets hurt. Yes. Nobody gets right. hurt. That's, in these that's things. a rule. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt. It's yeah. the only time we tell these stories. Uh, this overturned truck spilled uh, loads of fish. Oh, no. Of, I want to be the reporter on the scene, oh. uh, but do you guys have anything to say first well, before you, the fish? You answered a question I've had. What's that? I always wondered uh, if, if it was short for something, if Mack truck was short for something. Mac. Mac. Yeah. Mackerel. That's got to be. Mackerel truck. I think that was it. Yeah, was that it on the turnpike? I bet it was on the turnpike. Oh, that's what he did. Right I there? did. So, are you the official reporter on yes, the scene? Yes, I am. Yes, okay, I am. Let's in. scale it back here, everybody. Yes, All right. I mean, just I'm, let me know. Let, oh, let me know. Minnow, minnow. Let me know. Yes, I am the official. Uh, <laughs> official. And, and I'm also. It'll be quick because it'll be efficient. It'll be an efficient right. re- report. And, and you know me. I'm so sophisticated, so I will. I, I feel will. like Tim and I are aiding and abating on this. Oh, abating. Uh, well, like well, you'll just have to wait a, a little bit. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Tune in for more oh. later on today. Oh, you're no. really floundering on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee, check. Music, check. Fun and encouragement, check and check. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. You see the preparation of food, and it looks so beautiful. Some, have you ever had the thought of, like, uh, I don't want to get into that because it'll oh, ruin the look? Yeah, it just looks so pretty on the, yeah, how it's right. plated. Like and shrimp souffle salad that you made for the last dish to pass. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to touch that. <laughs> right. And oh. that, like, nice, oh. that copper lobster pan well, that you put it so, in so but, but i think you'll like the way this is going therese because <laughs> i've seen i mean you did it for a charathon once and i've seen some huh. you have some beautiful looking uh, charcuterie boards right? charcuterie oh. i love making a good charcuterie but that's it's, our it's, sunday it, thing at it's kind of like an art right because I mean, you mm, put it a little together bit. a little bit like an art yeah right but i, I would only imagine you take your time doing that you don't just like throw it together there's a thought process probably it might a get a little bit that, right it's a little art a little science exactly oh. yeah so yeah. when I saw this 10-year-old kid who broke a world record. <gasps> or charcuterie? Putting together, he called it, it was, it called, as I'm reading here, and I wrote it down, it was a, it, it was a cheese board. So basically the same. I mean, cheese board, charcuterie, yeah. I mean, yeah. this kind sure. of thing. He did a, put together a cheese board blindfolded Whoa. in 10 seconds. Whoa. In 10, 10 seconds. seconds. How did it look? Put together, well, he's apparently a member of his high school team that. There's oh, a charcuterie a team? Oh, wait a minute. That's crazy. Oh, wait a minute. I have. What? I wrote it down on my... Is this your writing? Your yeah, handwriting? Yeah, it's my writing. Oh, no. I'm sorry. This is a chessboard. I'm oh! <laughs> now I want to make a charcuterie blindfolded just to see how it comes out. <laughs> we weren't sure how you liked your coffee, so we didn't make any. Hope that's okay. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. It's too hot too cold Uh you've had this discussion in your house Mm -hmm. 
And uh, almost reminds me of the uh, the three bears a little bit. Too hot, yeah. too cold, just, just right. Goldilocks, though, never lives in our house, have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. But now some scientists have come up. They've developed a uh, energy-efficient, cost-efficient uh, coating for your house that, get this, this almost sounds like it's make-believe, but it, it is true. When heated to 68 degrees, the surface of the stuff they on there changes from dark to light gray. It actually can change the temperature. The, the coating on the house, ah. depending on the temperature outside, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. can change and make inside the house feel more comfortable. There's these things called thermochromic microcapsules. I love thermochromic microcapsules. Oh, they're so good, which, which, which brings me to, oh, man, I think it's... I think it's story time. Oh, story time. Oh, boy. Here we go. Thermo. What is it? The three bears walked into the house. Uh Uh-huh. And one bear said, oh, it's too hot in here. And the other bear said, oh, it's too cold in here. And the third bear said... Ah, uh, it feels just right because they have thermochromic. No, it's a terrible story. <laughs> this story oh, is what a not. great kid's story that is. You should have done the voices. The story would have been better if you did the voices. Thermochromic microcapsules, yeah, like that. God is a god of second chances. Henceforth hmm. and furthermore, <laughs> it's oh, no. too hot in here. <laughs> it's too cold in here. Good, yeah. This house is just right because it has thermochromic microcapsules making this temperature just right. I knew you could say thermochromic. Can anybody here snort like the three bears, not the three little pigs? There's no problem. Oh, my. Oh, my. Send me going home. My I'm going home now. I'm going home now. <laughs> Come on. You don't need any more beauty sleep. You look great. Thanks for listening to Rise Up on Family Life.